Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your guide to love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Jessa Glover here. She's an intuitive guidance slash business coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm obsessed with your voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you here. Y'all, we've got some great content that I think you're all going to really relate to. So go into, tell us about what you're doing. So what I do, who I be, I am, like you said, um, really I serve as a guide for spiritual entrepreneurs. And my zones of genius are really like soulful sales and the energetics of business and business strategy, helping people balance masculine and feminine in their business, the creative side, but also the logistic and strategic side as well. Um, my clients tease me that I'm a master translator of the woo and the do. I'm like, okay, I, I can get down with that. I like that. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. Yeah, because I think that so many of us, it's like people are extremes, right? It's yeah. you see the people that are so in the feminine that they, they'll never get back in the masculine. And then you see people that are like, well, why would I feel emotions? That's stupid. I've yep. got my hustle going from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, right, for sure. Yep, that was me for like the first year of my business. I was like, I'm gonna avoid everything happening and all of my emotions by hustling my face off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been there. Okay, so for the people listening that are really in balance, because I think most people are, how do they get more balanced in their masculine and feminine? Mm -hmm. I think the first step for almost all healing things is to really get still, just sit there, to be quiet and to listen to what's present. And sometimes that's like the hardest fucking thing to do. I know it's been for me, but I honestly feel like that is without a doubt the first step is just getting really still and listening and tuning into your body. For a lot of us, um, like I, I, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and for many years I've existed solely in my head because my body at one point, well, for a few years of my childhood was not safe. And so existing in my head was a way of life. And so coming back into my body, being still and being present with my body has been a great deal of the work that I've done. And I think that's a great first step for people who are looking to start healing and start, um, start their journey in that direction. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I'm the same way because I think that it's almost like as women, we're taught that our bodies are unsafe. Mm -hmm. They have to exist in that. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not unsafe, they're dirty, they're you know, not respectable, they're ugly. It's like, there's so many, even if it, you, maybe you aren't a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, you, it, there's all these other messages that we receive that it's like, you know what, your body's not a good place for you to be and exist. And yeah, I totally agree with you, for sure. Mm. Yeah, because I had a client once that she could not have an orgasm without a vibrator, but it was very like, like she would be like this. You know, like it was very dissociative. She's like, I'm still on my orgasm, but it's like very disconnected. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about self-trust? Because that's another thing that we're not really, if you don't have a relationship with your body, you probably don't touch, trust yourself. Yeah, that's, a, that's something I talk about a lot, actually. Trusting yourself, trusting yourself to do good things for yourself, to show up for yourself, whether that be basic fucking self-care 
or hiring the team member you need to show up for yourself and your life and your business, right? Maybe even get hire a cleaning lady or cleaning team, you know, to come clean your house. So trusting yourself is big. And I think that it comes down to knowing yourself and liking yourself enough to then trust yourself. So in sales and in marketing, we always talk about, you have to know like your, your um, community or your consumers, your clients and customers, they have to know, like, and trust you in order to buy from you. And I think it's the same thing with us, right? It's like, you have to know and like yourself in order to trust yourself. And so again, it goes back to the stillness thing of like, how do I get to know myself? You get still with yourself, you get quiet with yourself, you get come down out of your head and come into your body and really intimately get to know who you are, what you like, and come to terms with that, like really coming to terms with the shadowy sides of yourself, the sides that you may have been teased about as a kid or bullied about, I mean like, you know what, I fucking like that I'm a little bit of a computer nerd. I like that I like these weird, obscure taboo things, you know, whether it's sexual or non-sexual. Yeah, like, yeah. I like that shit, and I'm going to own it, totally. Yeah, those are the first two. I would say knowing yourself and liking yourself, and knowing yourself you start by getting still and liking yourself is just acknowledging, like, I, I am the way that I am, and I'm okay with that. As long as I'm not hurting myself or others, I actually think it's kind of fucking cool that I'm this way. Mm, yes, I love that. Yeah, because it's almost like if we don't accept the real us, or maybe we have a fear of people not liking the real us, that causes like this dissociation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and also it's like for so long, especially in my particular industry, the coaching industry, our industry, it's like there's been this idea of what success looks like. This like this is what success is, and so. I think that constantly challenging the norms and liberating yourself to be yourself um, by knowing yourself, liking yourself, and trusting yourself is huge because when you liberate yourself to do that, you do the same for other women as well. And I think that that's motivation for all of us, right? That's the one thing that drives so many of us is like, if I can do it for me, that means that I'm going to do it for other people too. And that's been a big driving factor for me and a lot of the women I work with too. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I saw your post on that and I thought it was so good because it's almost like um, we feel like, oh, okay, we have to be that certain thing. But then what if you don't want to be that? So then you have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, I saw your post, mask off. Mask off, baby. Take it off. You don't have to be anyone else but you. Like your people are going to, they need your medicine. You, 100% you. And, and, and whether it's conscious or subconscious, we, people can feel and smell that fake shit a mile away. They can tell a mask. Even if they're like, mm, I don't know, something's just off. We as humans, like we know, right? There are no rules, only energy. And that's so, it's so felt. It's so strongly felt. Mm, yes. And then what about in terms of, because I know a lot of people listening have dealt with anxiety. I personally dealt with it. I was on antidepressants. Now I'm not. And then you talked about how you were. Yeah, yeah. We were talking before we started this. Just I was heavily, heavily medicated. I was taking like 12 different medications a day um, and being treated for ADHD, bipolar one with rapid cycling psychosis. And like I was seeing bugs. I was very sick. I was so sick. My sister and I are super close. We're like 26 months apart. I was so sick that my sister was like, I will not see you until you get better. I'm afraid of you. It was that bad. 
And so I wound up being hospitalized in 2014, not once, but twice. I joke, I had a 2004 Britney Spears meltdown, but I really did. Like I was in the hospitals, I shaved my head. It was, it was, it was, it was bad. And so with those struggles, um, I learned a lot. It started me on this journey. Well, really the big thing was I got pregnant after my set, shortly after my second institutionalization, I found, I, my doctor said to me, you're going to, I'm strongly advising that you terminate this pregnancy in order, because you have to come off all your meds in order to go full term. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm done listening to you. And not that I advise anyone listening do this, but I did toss away all my medication. And I have been, that was 15. Yeah. So 2015, so five years, stable, successful, and happier than I've ever been. Medicated for medication frame and focused on really the energetics and holistic healing, right? Getting enough sunlight, healing my gut to brain connection, <laughs> you know, um, lots of things, but it's been, it's been quite the journey for sure. For sure. I'm sure. And did you deal with side effects of going off all that? Again? Did you deal with the side effects of going off all those medications? Well, you know what? My sister joked. I lived with my sister at the time, and I came off my medications, and the first week was kind of wonky, for sure. But I don't know if it was the pregnancy hormones or what, but my sister would tell everyone, like, Jess is better pregnant than she is not pregnant. But I was like, I'm not taking all these fucking medications anymore that you guys have had me on since sixth grade. I started being medicated. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there wasn't like some big, you know, some people have lots of withdrawals and stuff like that. I didn't, I really didn't. And I don't know. I feel like my, I really, I always say like my son saved my life, but it was, it was a big, I think that the pregnancy had a lot to play with it as well, play into it as well. Mm, good for you. Yeah. I mean, listen, I always tell people it's, I don't want to go back on any of them. No, I never. I mean, I am hearing my aunt's voice in my head right now. Never say never, sweetie. But <laughs> but I really believe that although I am a woman of science and I love science, I my mission in my business is to promote healing through entrepreneurship. There is nothing about medication that heals you. It's simply a modality and something that may be a temporary fix for what's really deep and, and over the course of the last three years working with the healers and guides and mystics and Reiki practitioners and people that I've worked with and coaches and stuff like there are so many different alternative ways. There's so many ways to actually heal as opposed to what, what medication did for me and my experience and the people that I've met with that have experienced the same is, it's just a temporary solution that often causes you more bullshit, right? You deal with all these, like you had mentioned before we started this show, like all this, all the fucking side effects that then they're, then they're like, Oh, we've got more medication for that. And it's like, no, I want solutions, not temporary fixes. And so really being willing to do the inner work has been it. Yeah. Mm, yes. 
No, I agree with you. Yeah, me too. Because I think that, you know, we're in an age of empowerment and people need to be empowered in every area of their life. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that people are starting to, with this, this great pause that we're in, getting still enough and waking up enough and realizing, oh my God, you know, and like these, this whole new wave of like adult ADHD, you don't have fucking adult ADHD, bro. You're not supposed to sit in a goddamn cubicle for 40 hours a week. You're not supposed to do that shit. Nobody on this planet was born or, or brought here on this planet to be, to do that. You're just not, we're not robots, we're human. And I really enjoyed, honestly, this year seeing people like, oh man, what am I doing? Waking up and becoming cognizant of what's really been happening. It being medicated to fit into a particular lifestyle that none of us were designed to live into. Mm. Woo! I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I so agree with you on that because, you know, my sister used to commute, uh, she would commute to Alpharetta. If you know what that is, you know, it's, it's like, I think it's, uh, yep. 45 minutes from where, where I live, but you know, it's like, that takes a toll on you if you do that every day. And so, and then you sit in a cubicle. And so I, I agree with you. I think that what we're going through right now is very exciting to see the future of work, you know, yeah. see where yeah. people go with that. Yeah. I was actually outside yesterday walking my dog on a trail near us. And, um, I saw one of my neighbors, who before the pandemic, like I would see her to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm very, I'm an empath, right? So I can really feel when people are struggling. And I would see, I'd run into her, you know, at the grocery store or neighborhood association meetings. And I'd, I'd see her and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person clearly is struggling, right? I can feel that she's struggling. And I saw her like out walking her dogs. I'm like she's shining, yay, like she's doing so good. And although, you know, some people are, they are. Like, and, and, and this is not to undermine, there are people that are very seriously struggling mentally, financially, in all the ways. But there are many people who've taken advantage of the shift, made adjustments, and found a new way to improve their life through this. And I really enjoyed seeing that. And I was saw my neighbor yesterday. I was like, look at her out here getting her sunlight and fresh air. I'm so mm. happy with that. It's amazing. Yeah, because um, I'm an impact too. And I, I think that's amazing. That is yeah. so good. Because yeah. think about it. I feel like there's so many people now that are becoming aware of how much they feel with other, you know, being an impact. Yeah. And it's like, you can make, that can be a good thing. Because really we're all impasse. It's just some people are aware of it and some people aren't. Yes, that, absolutely. And also, like, it, like you said, all of us are empaths. We're, we all have psychic intuitive abilities mm -hmm. within us. And it's about sharpening those tools and wake, again, getting still long enough to listen for sure. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And then go into that too about the psychic abilities. I'm working okay. on uh, strengthening those currently for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's been, this year for me has been very transformative. Yesterday was actually uh, the one year anniversary of my, I had weight loss surgery. And through that surgery, it's very, it, although it's physical, I had two thirds of my stomach removed, but it's very mental, right? Because you can only eat so much, you can only eat certain things. And, and, and for me, what I found in my journey is as a survivor, my weight was a safety suit for me. It was a protection. 
protection mechanism. So over this year, I've done a lot of work on what happened when I was five and um, my body image and all of the things, right? Very much connected. And through that, the stillness, the quietness, the listening, I have sharpened my psychic abilities so strongly by just healing and doing, I work with um, one of my clients actually, Natalia Padilla. She is, and I've done over the last five years, I've done all kinds of Reiki, hypnosis, I mean, all the things, right? TRE, trauma release exercises, um, sound baths, many different modalities. But um, my client Natalia is hands down one of the most powerful healers I've ever worked with. We do alternating like energy healing sessions and then hypnosis. And through that, not only is there a bunch of clarity because she basically serves as, um, I don't like to say messenger, but kind of somewhat messenger between directly between me and my guides and like so much confirmation on like, I'm getting these downloads. And she's like, yes, this is what they want, the direction they want you to go. Yes to this, no to this. Um, so through that, and also just, again, the stillness, the healing, getting quiet. I have a great workbook that I work through for survivors of childhood sexual abuse and stuff. So really going inward and doing the work and looking at the things and being not super critical, but being mindful about like, why am I acting this way? Why am I reacting this way? Why am I responding this way to this situation? A big part of it too has been honoring my emotions. So as an empath, as a cancer, like, you know, just being like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm pissed about this and I'm not going to binge about it or, you know, whether that be on food or on TikTok, right? Because we can binge on many different things. Um, I'm going to sit with this and honor this and listen to this and write about it as opposed to self-harming in all the different ways that we can self-harm and show myself some love for the first time in my life when I feel this way. And rage has been a big one for me. Like rage and anger was not allowed in my house so like being allowed to be angry has been a huge huge thing for sure yeah mm. I'm sure now too, yes. as you've been sharpening your psychic abilities and working on that what's I'd love to hear kind of your side of things what what that looked like for you okay yeah so for me I worked with a sex coach who's also a business coach for a year mm. and during the time together it made me rise like kind of like you this is so much this is so crazy because so many women deal with this too the whole anger thing, um, I didn't deal with that at all. Like, I still struggle to feel angry. Like, I feel angry a lot of times, and I'm like, wow, that really takes me off that that happened. Yeah. But then I kind of suppress it. And so I did, I've done a few posts on this, the fact that, like, anger for me turned into severe depression. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, if you don't feel any of Like, debilitating can't move anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's why it's so common now. But for me, in terms of working on psychic abilities, it's been um, – spending more time in nature. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that for me, that's a non-negotiable, especially during the winter time. I go out when the sun's at its peak point and I spend as much time as I humanly can in the sun because it's a make or break in, for me in the winter time. Like it will literally make or break me. And so that's, so, what, what time of day is it? Uh, around three to four right now. It shifts, but yeah, right around three to four. Um, is when I go out, I'll go, like yesterday I went, I took my dog to, like I said, I saw my neighbor, I took my dog to the trail near us. And I'll try to go even multiple times a day. So if I know I have a busier day, I'll do like little, like 15 minute 
what I call, I'm like, I tell my partner, I'm like, I'm going out for a solar charge. I'll be back. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's great. I mean, I don't know if you, I've seen this video, I always send it to people because it's so funny. There's this guy sitting on a log and he's like, you want to um, heal your life? Or he says something kind of sarcastic. And he's like, nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I've never seen that video. Please send it to me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. Like, and, I, and, and it's so, like, I think it's something that people resist because it sounds like wooey or hippie or whatever. But it's like, there's a reason why we started there, right? Like, why so many people talk about being in the sun and being outdoors and moving your body. Again, back to our design. None of us were designed to sit in front of the screen for an extended amount of time. We have this tool. It's a great tool. It's a beautiful tool for connecting, especially now since we don't want to get each other sick or kill people with by breathing on them or whatever the hell. But it's just, it's just that. It's a tool where we're designed and meant to be is outside, right? And, and connected and in the sunlight. We're like, right, what, what's that? There's always that um, thing going around that's like, um, we're, we're like flowers with complicated emotions. And we- I, Oh yeah. We totally are, right? Like we need sunlight and fresh air and plenty of water and some encouragement sometimes in order to really, in order to really thrive. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, my sister always jokes. So she, you're a dehydrated houseplant. Yeah, because I think that's so great because then when you're in that connected place, then it automatically connects you to your joy because that's something I've noticed. I'm sure you've noticed this with the clients you've worked with. It's like people now more than ever are very disconnected from joy. Yeah, and pleasure. Yep. And specifically for those of us who been as women who are have been operating heavily in our masculine it's like I don't even it took me a while to rediscover again that stillness no like and trust I didn't even know what I liked I didn't even know what I enjoyed I was so disconnected and hustle 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 grind 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 I had no idea what actually brought me joy what I found pleasurable and the things that I did find pleasurable I was like no I have to keep those secrets like that's Nobody can know about that. That's weird or it's nerdy or whatever. Like I'm not allowed to, for example, I recently brought out my Game Boy, my old Game Boy, yeah. and started playing it. And I was like, this is so nerdy. Like, oh my God. But I'm like, oh, this is so, this is so fun. I'm loving this. I bought some new games. I've been enjoying it. Like, that's cool. I, if other people think it's nerdy, then that's fine. It's not for them. But it brings me joy and it brings me pleasure and I like it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that um, it's like, okay, so for the people listening, you're so disconnected from pleasure, maybe you just find one thing, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And own that one thing and go all the way with that one thing and enjoy it and savor it. Just like that, that little piece of dark chocolate that you hold on to, right? That you're just like, mm, I'm going to let it melt in my mouth. Same thing with whether that is, you know, roller skating or wearing sexy lingerie under your everyday clothes. I mean, there are many ways to do this. It's just savoring it and owning it and embodying it fully. Yes, yes. Okay, so what would you want people to know, like as a takeaway from our conversation? 
And I'm sure this is something that you talk about a lot, but we've talked about trusting yourself and knowing and liking and trusting yourself and being still enough. And really, if there's anything that I've learned through all of the shit that I've grown through is that it is safe. Actually, it's okay. There was so much, many times where it's like, I got to worry about this and like, you know, so much noise and internal chatter about like, this isn't safe, right? It's not safe for me to make more money. It's not safe for me to grow my business. It's not safe for me to play my Game Boy. It's not safe for me to take a bath at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it is actually, it's okay. And if you're listening to this, I want you to know that it is, it's okay. Everything's going to work out. You're fine and it's safe. Mm, yes. What a great takeaway. Yeah. Cause I think that um, the safety thing has been coming up a lot for me recently. And I think that that's so important because the safer you feel, the more you can receive. Yeah. A hundred percent for sure. Cool. Okay. So where can everybody find you? You guys can come hang out with me on Instagram at Jessa underscore Glover underscore. Okay. That's cool. Really I will place your link below and y'all thanks so much for tuning in let us know what you think i would love to hear your feedback be sure to like share subscribe to the podcast and i will catch you next next week bye